0: I didn't even care when uh Maggie shot Mr. Smithers.
1: Mr. Burns!
0: Well, oh, why would my you care God! if he shot Mr. Burns?
2: He's an asshole! He also happens to be like a million years old, so it's gonna happen sometime. You are listening to Trophy Horse. With your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve. And Sid.
0: of yours. This is episode four hundred and nine, take two. Yes, we tried to record last week, but my audio screwed up. In this technically take three, didn't you all
2: try to record in the middle of last week?
0: No, that actually didn't happen because Yul didn't show up, and the other the the backup host also bailed out on me.
1: We, were, oh, I was supposed to show up recording, wasn't I? Ha <laughs> ha.
0: Oh uh, long me, the man, the myth, the legend. He's Alex. Yeah, I had
2: better things to do than show up to record.
0: Oh, that just makes our, lo- our listeners uh, feel all warm and fuzzy inside.
2: You know what? It's that time of the year. Oh, it's the giving time of the year, not the taking. Sorry, I got confused there for a second. You know what? It's cold outside. Well, not specifically today. It was a nice fall day, but it's gonna get cold, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, getting my cold heart ready.
0: He brings the awesome every single week. It's I yield to no one.
1: You know, we we had a really good episode going, and and Tricky lost it.
0: Well, technically, I didn't lose it. Audacity decided to shit the bed.
1: Remember all them times you guys made fun of me?
0: When it comes to technology yield, you're not exactly at the forefront of the... the... Oh, I never,
1: never claimed to be.
0: Alright, so listeners, before we actually get the show proper, um I just wanna say if my audio is off, it's because I'm uh currently recording on location in New York City, outside of Trump Tower, working. And you can say what you want about that, but uh so if my audio is a little shitty or you hear sirens You're or you hear the si- to us! Or if you hear or if you hear the Secret Service threaten to shoot me because I'm talking on a microphone outside of Trump's Tower, uh, you know why. You've had a good life.
1: Just make sure we get your audio before they shoot you.
0: Yeah, well that's gonna be a little of a problem. Uh I'm recording on a handheld recorder, so not even on my real computer. I'm not using my real microphone. And I'm literally sitting inside of a You dump know truck. what? The more
2: chaos yeah. that we get on the recording, the more exciting it'll be for our listeners.
0: Make
1: sure, make sure to jump out of the truck and start running and waving your hands like a maniac.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, let's do our updated trophy count. I am level 53, total trophies of 12,610, with a plaque count of 227. Suck it, Daryl. Alex?
2: Hold on, I was reading a very, very exciting article about PlayStation Now. And by exciting, I mean very tepid. Uh, I am level thirty one with a total trophy count of six thousand nine hundred twenty-four. Platinum count of one hundred and two in a hundred and one games. Woo
0: Yield. Yes. I hate you. You know the flow of the show, and you do this every single week. I do. So I am you? uh what? I was gonna say what are your trophies?
1: Oh. Uh well I'm a level twenty eight with a trophy count of five eighty eight. eight. Eight, and I got ninety-two platinums in ninety-two games. Yes, I got a new one.
0: What's your new plat, sir?
1: I will tell that when I get to what I've been playing.
0: Fair enough. Steve is level eleven. Or excuse me, level sixteen. Total trophies of two, 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 with a plat count of eleven. Sid is level thirty-nine. Total trophies of nine, two, nine, two, with a plat count of one hundred and sixty-nine. No. And oh,
1: sorry. Yes. I was reading the wrong one.
0: <laughs> and I'm not reading the last guy's numbers.
1: What? Daryl's at level 44, the trophy count of nine eight two two. the platinum count of 180? Praise be to King Daryl!
0: All I heard was a bunch of beeps. That's all I heard.
1: That's fine. But see, Alex is editing, so that won't happen.
0: Well, he has to give me the show afterwards, and then that's why I'll put the beeps in.
1: That's fine. You can do that.
0: All right. So a little bit more uh, housekeeping. I forgot to mention. Uh, episode. This is four hundred nine. Episode four hundred eight is uh was late getting posted. It currently, as of recording, is not posted. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, the website was shut down because GoDaddy decided to stick a big cock up our asses. So I've been fighting with GoDaddy for. They didn't two even weeks. buy me a nice
2: seafood
1: dinner. I know. Lisco took me out for lunch.
0: So I uh, finally got the site back up. We had to move our on to our own personal server to accommodate the space because our neighbors were complaining.
1: Well, laddie, freaking da, join the party or get out of
0: the comp. You mean
2: like Ned and Maud Flanders, those neighbors, the ones that live next right right next door to us?
0: Uh, sure.
2: Oh, you mean our digital neighbors in the digital space?
1: Yes, yes, that was a Simpsons reference and you totally whiffed on it. I don't watch. Ogle
0: dokeley. To to give you context of what was going on, GoDaddy even though we had unlimited space and unlimited bandwidth decided that we were taking up too much space because uh apparently while there is no space limit like I could uh upload 10 terabytes of information, apparently there is a file limit. So uh, they said that we had too many files on the server, and to give you the equivalent is like, uh, Proving Gamer was being hosted in uh, the best analogy I can say is like, say we had an apartment in a thousand apartment complex building. Um, So our neighbors were complaining because we were taking up too much space. So essentially, uh, using the analogy is now instead of living in an apartment, we have our own mansion.
2: Did did we at any point did we tell our neighbors to get good?
0: No, because I don't know who our neighbors are.
2: I just told you, Ned and Maud Flanders, which is incredibly creepy because Maud has been dead for years.
0: If you say so, sir. She has been. Alright, so uh let's get into what we're Can you playing. believe this guy yield? Um, Maud Flanders falls
1: to her death and he doesn't give a shit. Nope, doesn't care. Those poor kids, they're motherless now. So let's get into okay.
2: Before playing, we move on, I uh, just want to say, Alex- let's be honest: the Flanders kids were vapid anyway, so they were lost for a long time.
0: Okay, is this the Simpsons podcast or is this the Trophy no, podcast? No, I
2: feel the need to expound yes. upon a point I was making. Add some context to it. All
0: right, why don't you tell the li- why don't you tell the listeners what you're playing, Alex?
2: Well, ladies and gentlemen. I am currently enjoying the newest Grand Prix in Crash Team Racing, the Neon Circus Grand Prix, which runs through November and into December. Uh, Still the story of, uh, they're supporting Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled six months after release. Next week, next uh, month actually will be the sixth Grand Prix they've done post-launch. And even though I'm getting a little burnt out on the whole Crash Team Racing thing, because I've been playing for like five months straight, six months straight, uh... Every Grand Prix is pretty well done, so uh, got to enjoy that. Been playing some Luigi's Mansion 3, and it's fantastic. Love Luigi's Mansion. If you own a Switch, go buy that game. And uh, honestly, like looking forward to the holidays, I'm not really looking to buy all that much except for maybe Pokemon Shield for my Switch. Not a whole lot coming out for the PS4 that I really want to buy, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I... you getting
0: Shield, not Sword? Huh?
2: You're getting Shield, not Sword? Yeah. Have you seen the wolf on the sword Box. It looks amazing. Excuse me while I interject for some clarification, y'all. I meant to say shield. I want Pokemon Shield. Plus, that one has Galarian Ponyta. And have you seen that magical unicorn? It's great. Uh,
0: and how close are you to the uh, Crash Team Racing Platinum?
2: I'm not going to. Like, I've beaten. I've got a hundred percent, a hundred one percent adventure mode. The last thing I would have to do. Single player in this game, not counting like the Grand Prix and stuff, would be to beat all the time trials for Nitrous Oxide. And guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to put myself through that hell. You know what? I will stomp through the marshes of Hell Divers again if I do not have to deal with those time trials.
0: Alright, Yield, what are you playing, sir?
1: Oh, let's see here. I was reading something. So I've been playing some World of Warships. Get out of here! I know, a little bit of Wreckfest, a little bit of Rocket League, doing some Haunted Hollows, and then my most recent game I've been playing is Sniper Elite V2, which I got my Platinum about a half hour before we recorded. So I'm at 92 Platinums.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. It only took me, it only took me seven years.
0: I hear in the that list of games is uh no Rock Band, sir. Nope,
1: I didn't play Rock Band this week.
0: Well, you you better because uh we're going for the Bloodstone. Or oh, are we close? Well, we're not close, but if you get in motion, we can get close. Uh, okay. All right, and I have been playing some visual novels since the last time you heard, but I actually stopped playing visual novels, uh. Mostly because i'm I got so far of a lead on Daryl now that you know it would take him about two years to catch me. you
2: mean you're actually playing games you want to play now instead of playing games to beat out Daryl
0: yes uh i I have been playing um more Division two. I already have that platinum, but uh i something keeps drawing me back to the game. I love that game uh and uh you guys want to guess which game I'm playing currently?
1: The game, the Walking Sim that nobody knows what the heck you're doing.
0: Yes, I'm playing Death Stranding.
2: You mean, uh, GameSpot's what six point something Death Stranding, six point eight or something like that?
0: No, that was IGN.
2: Okay, IGN, and uh, yeah, Joe Joe Priestley from over on the uh, the Game Stuff podcast, he really was ex- 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 excited to share that news. The game that uh, Death Stranding got a very mediocre review.
0: Yeah, and you you know what uh, Mr. Joseph Priestley is playing currently right now? Simpsons Hit and Run. Nope, dead Stranded. Uh, yeah, I'm about, I'd say, seven hours into the game, and I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. I know I'm delivering packages, but...
2: So it's a UPS simulator?
0: <laughs> um, I know what a BT is. I know what a BB is. But uh, something along in the games, and this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but it's not really because I couldn't spoil it because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Apparently, I have a fear of being touched, and I have something called dooms. But I'm also one of the only humans in the world currently that when I die, I'm immediately reborn.
2: So wait, is that you or anybody who plays through the game? Like, is that character just given those same powers, or do you, through your choices in the game, earn certain powers and abilities?
0: No, no, that's everybody in the game.
2: Well, shit, you're sitting here talking like you're
0: special. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a little weird, uh, like... A little? Yeah, it, it it's definitely full-on Kojima game. That's, uh yeah it's definitely a Kojima game <laughs> uh they say that the game really uh starts opening up after hour ten, so I'm two and a half hours away from that,
1: and you're a and you're like still a hundred and forty hours from the platinum.
0: That's what I hear I don't know i mean i i I know I've unlocked twenty percent of the trophies already, but I haven't looked at the trophy list and uh from what I understand, a lot of the trophies are hidden anyway. So even if I looked at the list, I uh, wouldn't know what the hell to do.
1: I hear it's a straightforward game to platinum too. Say again? I hear it's a straightforward game to platinum too.
0: Yeah, uh, I I know CJ because I talk to CJ all the time. Uh, he was getting annoyed by it because uh I I I this is a little bit of a spoiler for the game, but it's like like the second and third mission you do so it's not really, like, spoiling anything. Uh, the president dies, and you have to transport their body to the incinerator, so the f- the fumes from their body doesn't attract the-, the BTs, and I know CJ got to that point, and was like, fuck this game, I'm not carrying a dead body on my back.
2: I don't know if you saw, but, uh, there was a joke online, I saw it on Facebook, and I'm trying to find out so I can get proper credit, but, says that it really the death train starts to really be enjoyable after ten hours, and then the joke was that hey, you know uh, how long it takes to have fun in Luigi's Mansion? Ten seconds, as soon as you see Toad try to drive a big ass tr- van or a big ass bus. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I saw that meme.
1: I haven't seen that, but that sounds amazing. Speaking of which, how is Luigi's Mansion?
2: One of the things I noticed first about the game is that Nintendo's really built this as one of its like big AAA games, like the first Luigi's Mansion. It was a lot of fun, and it was kind of like a cult hit, but I don't feel like it was given as much respect as, like, say, Mario Sunshine or a lot of the other big games that came out for the GameCube, because even if it was the launch game for the GameCube, they still had Super Smash Bros. Melee come out that December, so that was really the big holiday game. Now, of course, they've got Pokémon Sword and Shield to come out, and it's coming out at the end of this week. But Luigi's Mansion 3 feels like it's the big Nintendo game. People say, oh, hey, they've got, you know... Mario Odyssey, they've got Breath of the Wild, they've got Super Smash Bros. Uh, Ultimate, and hey, Luigi's Mansion 3, like, I love all these games, like, it's just another piece of the puzzle that makes the Switch really enticing. It's, yeah, it's just a really fun game, like, the cool the cool aspect of it is, is it's set in a hotel, and you have to work your way up the hotel by going to different floors and collecting, uh, beating a boss ghost on each floor to collect an elevator button to put in the elevator panel, because they've all been taken to the beginning, uh, to stop your progress, collect all the buttons to get to the top of the hotel, and, uh, like, there's gems to collect, and, like, booze, to, his, his secret booze to find, and, like, apparently there's a hidden boss fight. It's a meaty, it's a meaty game, uh, certainly a lot bigger than the original Luigi's Mansion, but, you know, like I said, they put a ton of effort into this game, and you can tell, because the first, the game doesn't, you know, the first Luigi's Mansion, you, like, see Luigi walk up the path, he goes in the door, and the game starts pretty quickly after that. This game is a good 20 or so minutes, I would say. Of just, like, story expose before you actually get to where you can control Luigi and, like, kind of travel around. And even then, there's still a little bit more tutorial stuff to it. So, yeah, it, it feels like the big game and, and, like, the big game that Luigi deserves. And they've given it the respect it deserves. And the game looks great. Like, the de- you can see, like, the little, like, pockets or, like, the little, like, textures of Luigi's denim um, uh, overalls. Like, it, it, the game lo- itself looks really good. And it's really fun. So, um yeah, it has a different feel than the original Luigi's Mansion, but the concepts are still there, and it's still extremely fun. It's just a bigger overall game that, you know, I-, I think that a lot of people would really enjoy.
1: Awesome. I'm trying to talk my wife into getting a switch because Luigi Mansion 3. So, Tricky. So, how's Death Stranding? <laughs> uh, oh, h- yeah. Hold on, before you go on, if
2: you are, if you haven't played Luigi's Mansion or you're getting ready to start, please do yourself a favor and watch the way the doctor that Professor Egad runs it is the most ridiculous run i've ever seen like it's like you would if you could you would like run around a room for hours just to watch him run it's it's magnificent just sorry go ahead
0: but the the real question alex though is how is guigi
2: it's a really cool mechanic uh, i mean i guigi is basically like a clone of luigi that you can use to solve puzzles so uh, like, I didn't know really what he was used for at first, if he was kind of like a ghost you had to catch or if he was like some kind of nemesis for Luigi. But no, he's a he's a helper, like clone of Luigi that actually factors into puzzle solving. So, I mean, this a lot of this game is puzzle solving and just collecting. And uh, yeah, it's done really well.
0: All right. Uh, as far as this strand goes, like I said earlier, I mean, I'm just getting into it. It's a lot of walking. I did just get my first motorcycle, but apparently uh, you can't really utilize the motorcycle the way that you would want because you're traveling over a lot of uh, grass and it has a bunch of rocks in it. And every time you hit a rock, you damage your bike. And uh, yeah, it's... I'm just getting into it. I, I got some of the story so far. Like, I, I have a basic understanding of what the hell I'm doing, but it's still very confusing. I'm hoping that uh, when I hit that 10-hour mark that like it really opens up and lets me uh, really go. But just like any other Kojima game, it's like 20 minutes of gameplay, two hours of cutscenes. Awesome. Uh, Alright, so let's get into our topics. Uh, our first topic is our PlayStation Plus games. Now, I know this show's coming out a little late, and you probably already know this news, but I figured I'd ask the gentleman here how they feel about the games we're getting. The two games we're getting for PlayStation Plus this year, uh, this month are Neo and Outlast 2. Now, if anybody doesn't know, Neo is basically like a harder, uh, Dark Souls type of game, and Outlast Two is a horror game. Gentlemen, you interested in either one of these games? No,
2: I-, I will say that neither of the games, upon looking at them, has ever interested me. But you know, if if the gauge is lowered and I can get it for free and just check it out, I mean, there's no harm in you know just downloading them and trying them out for a little bit. But I will say that, you know, since I'm currently still trying to finish Luigi's Mansion, and they just put out the new Grand Prix for Crash Team Racing, and Pokemon Sword and Shield come out later this month, or within the next week, I'm probably, if I do download them, I'm probably not going to play them this month, which also means I'm probably not going to play them at all, because they're just going to keep falling further and further down. So,
0: Well, Neo, uh I I know you uh, got the Platinum in Bloodborne. Neo is that type of game. No! Right? No! Solid no for me. All right. Uh let's move on to our next topic. PlayStation 4 lifetime sales rise above 100 million. Uh this article is coming from IGN. Sony has officially sold and shipped 102.8 million PlayStation 4 units, making it the second best-selling home console of all time. Uh Alex, you have a guess of which one is the number one uh platform? Uh
2: PlayStation 3? playstation 2 color me a dumbass uh with
0: these fi- with these figures the playstation 4 now has surpassed with nintendo wii's 101.6 million and the original playstation's 102.5 million but has not managed to eclipse the playstation 2 which maintains its position at the top selling spot with a staggering 155 million units sold in its lifetime when adding handheld gaming devices, PlayStation 4 is fourth in the fourth spot, closing in on the Game Boy, Game Boy Colors, 118.69 million units, and the DS family at 154 million.
2: Well, that's not really fair. You can't bundle all the DSs together and call that one console. Then you could bundle together all the Playstations. Thank you,
1: Alex.
0: Well, technically, with the PlayStation 4, they're bundling. The Slim, the OG PlayStation 4, and the Pro together. Yeah, but the
2: together. 3DS and the 2DS and the original Nintendo DS are all different consoles. They're not the same console. It's not an upgrade. In the vein of, like, the PlayStation 4 Slim.
0: Well, the 2DS and the 3DS are basically playing the same games. Only the 2DS doesn't have that 3D screen on it. I still call bullshit uh, Yeah, it's... Okay. Well, it's also worth noting that PlayStation now holds four of the top five spots on the uh old time home console with the PlayStation three coming in fifth. Uh, I thought that was really interesting news. Uh, the next bit of news, guild, uh, I I know you cut the cable with uh but well with cable. Uh, but the the Hold That's on. New
2: York traffic for you, baby.
1: Someone's pissed off. Yes. Well, I, I, at least we haven't heard a a thud.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not driving. I don't, I don't have a chance of running over somebody's mirror today. All right. So yield. I I know this topic is gonna be interest to you. Uh. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. No more. Uh. Because I know you cut the cable with you know home cable. But PlayStation View TV is stopping service as of January 30th, 2020.
1: That's a bummer because I heard it was good.
0: The company cites a hugely competitive field and desire to focus on its core gaming business as reasons why it's pulling out of the TV streaming business. Quote, Today we are announcing that we will shut down PlayStation View service on January 30th, 2020. Sony Interactive Deputy President John Cuirida writes in a new blog post. Unfortunately, the highly competitive t- pay TV industry with expensive content and network deals has been slower to change than we expected. Because of this, we decided to remain focused on our core gaming business. Uh, PlayStation View launched in 2015 as a cable cut internet service. Members could watch several TV channels over the internet, including channels like CBS, ABC, Fox, NBC, Universal, and, and more, starting at $40 a month. In 2018, PlayStation View reported to have 745,000... Uh, 745,000 uh, subscribers. Wow. Now, that's a lot. Well, yes, but when you consider that there's 100 million consoles out there... Now, they uh, they did say that you're still going to be able to watch Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that on the system, but Sony's first-party offer will no longer be available after January 30th. Now, For people that cut the cord, because Alex, I think you cut the cord too, didn't you? I haven't had cable
2: for a long time. It's a waste of money. You know what's saving the cable companies and cable in general is uh, sports. If sports were not around, like if people didn't have to have cable or Dish Network or whatever to watch NCAA, NBA, NFL, like I feel like cable would go like die.
0: Well, I thought you could watch all those over the internet, like on your computer and stuff.
2: I mean, I guess you can if you find the outlets, like. But I feel like you have to have some kind of subscription to watch them.
0: I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't subscribe to any of those, so I don't. I'm not exactly sure on the technicalities of it. Um, but you know, with services out there like YouTube TV, Hulu, Sling, and all the other How ones, Why do you
2: not mention Netflix? Uh,
0: well, because Netflix isn't a, a, a TV service, like, you can't you can't watch live TV over that, with, but with, you know, Hulu and Sling. But no, and- it can completely
2: re- replace TV, because we have Hulu and Netflix, but we, and also Amazon Prime Video, because Ashley's a, a Prime member, but we almost always, like, watch Netflix, except for a few shows. So Netflix can completely replace television, because they have their own TV-style shows that they're releasing.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ashley is a Prime you, uh, member?
1: Yes. Oh, now you've done it.
0: Why is she not subscribed to our Twitch channel, then?
2: I don't know, because she doesn't watch Twitch.
0: Still, it's a free uh, subscription to us. Given the site money, and so her way she can support us.
2: Well, here's the short answer to that, is that I didn't tell her she could do that, so she probably didn't know.
0: Well, she listens to the show every week, when I say it.
2: I think she just skips to my shout-outs and then quits listening.
0: Oh, you mean your shout-outs where you forget to mention her?
2: Uh, I've done that what once.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh. No, no, but so, Tricky, I do mean, you have cable still?
0: I I do have cable still.
2: How much do you pay per month for cable?
0: Uh... I, it- that's kind of hard to answer because I I have the the cable and the internet bundle um and I'm paying uh like 180 a month. To be fair, me and the guys have been talking about cutting the cable, but it's cuz I watch Netflix more. I only watch I only use my cable um to catch up on TV shows before Netflix gets them and to watch Ranger games. So, I mean I I've been thinking about cutting the cable, but I haven't really looked into Sling or I I was going to look into PlayStation View, but you know that now that that's shutting down, that's not an option.
2: Well, tricky, let me ask you a question. With how much you work and how much you sleep because you work weird hours and how much you play video games, do you really need cable? Like how much TV can you consume?
0: I well, I I don't really watch my TV. The only the only time like I watch Raw. I watch NXT. I watch AEW. I watch SmackDown. Uh, th- but that's all DVR, and I watch that basically like when, it, when when the weekend comes, I watch them back to back to back to back. Um, and I I think they go. I think they're on Hulu the next day, so I could watch that. Tricky, you're
2: watching like seven um, hours of wrestling there, or like nine hours of wrestling. That's a
0: lot. Yes, it is a lot. Uh, but to be fair, I basically, uh, unless I'm watching a pay-per-view, I basically fast-forward the matches and just listen for the storyline so I know what the hell's going on that's leading into the pay-per-view. Alright, let's get back on topic. I mean, before shutting down, were either of you guys interested in trying out PlayStation View?
1: I was considering it, because a buddy, a, a buddy at work tried it and said it was pretty good.
2: I mean, it's, it's a point that I made when I was talking to you earlier, Tricky, is that... I only have so much time to consume television, and I generally watch, I'll, you know, watch videos on YouTube, I'll watch Netflix, and, you know, sometimes I'll watch stuff on Amazon Prime, like um, Carnival Row, and a few other things, but I just don't have enough time to justify owning or paying that much for a cable service or television service when I could pay 14 $14 a month for Hulu and watch free content on YouTube all the time.
0: I mean and that's a fair point all right, let's move on to our next topic uh head of playstation on why you won't see games like God of War and spider man on playstation now as this is launch. such a bullshit reason. This is coming from this is coming from v g uh twenty four seven dot com
2: uh they got it from somewhere else tricky
0: okay hold on let me uh uh I'm trying to find where they got it from. All right, look where they got it from. VG24Seven never the, the posts
2: original content. They're just a hub for everyone else's content.
0: Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, let me get to the article here. Uh, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan has revealed Sony's reason for why it doesn't launch its big, biggest exclusives on PlayStation now. Uh, he addressed the criticisms directed at a PlayStation when it comes to embracing new ways of doing things. Although Sony has upped its investment in streaming more recently with a 50% price cut for PlayStation Now, the service is still mostly populated by classic titles. The PlayStation 4's biggest games, such as God of War, are only made available after, for a limited time and months after their initial release. This is a stark contrast to Microsoft's approach, who is happy to make its first-party games available on many platforms as possible and through different business models, chief amongst them through Xbox Game Pass. Quote, it's an area that is fast-changing and fluid, Jim Ryan said in an interview with Games Industry.
2: GamesIndustry.biz is where this
0: came from. Okay. Uh, the nature and scale of some of the first-party games that we're making leads us to think that right now, it's better to spend energy on making sure that the launch of those games is a massive entertainment event. I would cite God of War and Spider-Man and The Last of Us Part Two next year will fall into that category. With that said, Ryan reiterated, this is a stance isn't final and the company's open to making premier its premier first party content more readily available. Um, he said, I don't want to say this, that the PlayStation Now is going to be like this forever. But certainly right now, given how some of our first party IP is incredibly special and valuable, we just want to treat them with amazing care and respect and have those launches be clean and pure. You want me to translate
2: for you? Translation, we want you to pay $60 for these new games instead of paying a subscription service to be able to play them. That's smart. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but at the same time, like, Microsoft is giving away, like, is is putting their first party, as the article said, is, using, is putting their first party games, like, their new exclusives, on a service like that. Why can't Sony? Also, like, don't sit here and give us this bullshit reason that we could see through, like, this phantom, like veil-thin fucking reason that we can like easily be like, oh yeah, you actually just want to get as much money from us as can. If that's the reason, fucking own it and say, hey, these games cost a lot of money to make and we want to try to make as much money as we can so that we can put that money into other projects, pay our studios better, uh, pay our our team members better. Give us the actual reason instead of some malarkey.
0: Well, I... I, To to give contrast, and I don't know how much truth there is to this, but Microsoft has come out and said that Games like Gears of War, Sea of Thieves, and all their first-party games, they actually uh, sell a shitload of copies, even though it's on Game Pass, where people are paying, you know, for Game Pass and playing it for free. That a lot of those people are then turning around and actually buying the game at full price. Well, also,
2: I like Ashley has just gotten like a month-long subscription to Xbox Live, and she's actually playing a trial of the out of Outer Worlds, which is one of the biggest games for this year, and she's basically playing through the entire game. And all she had, she didn't have to buy the game. She's just, play, like, has a, a subscription to Xbox Live for a month. And she can play that entire game if she wants.
0: The Outer Worlds, I hear, is Fallout, New Vegas, basically done better.
2: Well, it's like a Western in space. And yes, there are, like, it's very, got, like, a very, um, like, uh, Fallout feel to it. Sorry, I, I lost my words there. But yes, it has a very Fallout feel to it because I watched her play some of it.
0: Well, it's it, It's made by the same people that made Fallout New Vegas.
2: Well, Fallout hasn't gotten the best treatment recently, so it's nice to see that people who like that style of game can play a really good Fallout-style game. Although I'm sure there's plenty to differentiate Outer Worlds from, you know, the Fallout series.
0: Alright, What? Do you, how do you feel about games like God of War, Spider-Man, and The Last of Us 2 not being on PlayStation Now until months later?
1: I'm okay with that. If you want to play them, you buy them. Because, because if you know that you can end up buying them on a, getting a subscription service for it, then you'll just pay the cheaper subscription service and not pay them on How, the how is that
2: any different from waiting until a game comes to PlayStation Plus for free or until it goes on sale at a discount?
1: Well, if you're wanting to play it, you'll go buy it. And if you're on the fence, you'll wait. So if, well, so, like if you're I said, will, so so if you're willing to wait and not play it right away and they put it on PlayStation now 6 months a year down the road and you're okay with that then there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Well the the, the, the like I said Microsoft is saying that like Gears 5 still sold even though it was on Games Pass. So I mean I I don't know I I find it hard to believe because I'm kind of with you, Yield, about the fact that if I could pay ten dollars to play the game rather than paying sixty dollars for the game because you're paying ten dollars for a month and you could beat the game in a week or you know arguably say less than a month that you could play pay the ten dollars, play the game, and have everything else to play, and save yourself fifty dollars.
2: I I just my my wish is that I I want more transparency out of game makers. Um, And especially like, don't lie to me with this comment. Just tell me if you want to make more money off a game before you put it on subscription service. Say that.
0: All right. So our last topic before we go into our topic of the week. Uh,
2: well, here here's another uh, uh, another point that I'll make to that to that. There's a little DLC. So imagine if Sony puts like God of War onto PlayStation Now and sales. You know, they they a lot of people play the game on PlayStation Now, but. St- like, in some way, that cannibalizes sales of the game. And then they go to their investors' meetings, and they say, yeah, God of War sold an, a million copies because people are playing on PlayStation Now instead of buying it. That's really going to hurt their financial outlook and make investors and people look at them and be like, um, your biggest games are only selling this many copies. What are we doing supporting you?
0: Right, but on, on the contrast to that, they say that PlayStation Now is very successful, that they have millions of people that subscribe to it, so, if if they're if they're making you know uh, what is it ten dollars a month for a PlayStation now, you get that over the course of a year. That's one hundred and twenty dollars. Where s- some people only buy one game a year or two games a year. I mean, I'm not saying that's the norm, but at least they're getting guaranteed money for people with PlayStation now. Then that one sale and it'd be over. Because like God of War. To its credit, never had DLC. They sold the base game, and that was it. They never did DLC. Yeah, for but it. when
2: Sony goes into those financial calls, you know that they would rather say, "Yeah, God of War sold ten million copies." Because you got Nintendo over here talking about ten million copies of Pokemon, ten million copies of Super Smash Brothers, ten thousand million copies of Mario Kart. They, when they go into those investor meetings, they want those new games: the Horizon Zero Dawn's, um, the God of War's, the Last of Us Part Two. They want these games to rack up big numbers so they can share that with their investors to show how successful these games are, whereas if they're part of a pool of games in a subscription service, they don't stand out quite as well, and those sales don't stand out quite as well, and it makes it look like Sony isn't as successful even if they're making money off of PlayStation Now. Because how often do they mention PlayStation Now sales or how much money they're making off of PlayStation Now?
0: Well, I mean, we get that every three three to six months. We get a, a call about what's going on with PlayStation Now but I mean, you're right i mean i'm I'm of two minds about it. I mean, if they could put it on now, I think it would boost their sales for PlayStation now, and you get a lot more people subscribing to it because, uh, you know a lot of people through the launch of PlayStation now look at it, it look at it as a joke because of how the bundled the the launch of it was, but it's severely improved,
2: but do you think it matters now to people? Because people have a, like this idea in their head of what PlayStation Now is and how it's been kind of dragging behind for you know however many years it's been out. Even if they have made improvements, people probably it's still probably an afterthought to most people. And even they put like God of War and other like new releases on there, it really worth it. Because is that, at this point, are people going to change their minds about PlayStation Now?
0: I-, I think if you if you bring out the Last of Us Part Two and you announce that it's going to PlayStation Now day one. I think there's going to be a significant amount of people that are going to try out PlayStation Now to play Last of Us Part 2 cheaper and be hooked by the changes they made, and it may change a a lot of minds. Well,
2: let me ask you can you just buy a month of PlayStation Now? Yes. So you buy a month of PlayStation Now for The Last of Us Part 2, and then you end your subscription after that month, and you've gotten the $60 game for $10.
0: Correct, and that and they, basically that's the same thing with Game Pass, but I'm I'm thinking they're willing to make the bet that once they get that first month for people to get uh you know to play The Last of Us Part Two, that the service in general is going to hook them and that they're going to stay on and subscribe because of the hundreds of other games they could play for, you know, the same price. i I think if Sony was willing to gamble, I think that's a gamble that worth trying because. If they get them hooked, then it's a guaranteed money where they just made one sale and moved on. I I I think Sony's were, you know, would be smart to make that gamble because I think it would actually hook people. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if they can bring a big blockbuster game onto the service to get people to try it out, I think they they're willing to take that gamble and say that people will stay subscribed or. Will buy your subscriptions or whatnot because that's guaranteed money in their pocket. Where they may or may not, uh, you know, make any more money off the Last of Us Part Two after the initial sale. And you don't have to worry about uh, printing the disc. You don't have to worry about downloading the game. You don't have to worry about you know going to your local GameStop or Best Buy and it being out of stock and not being able to play it. It's like boom, it's on your console. Here you go, go play it, and then. People see how good PlayStation now is compared to where it was when it launched, and it's worth the gamble. And I think they're willing to say, "Let's try this out." What, yield. What do you think about the gamble? You think it's worth them trying it? Uh, no. All
1: right.
2: Well, hold on, yield. Why do you feel like it's not worth gambling on?
1: I, To be honest, I wasn't paying much attention. I was looking at something else, and I just went with no.
2: He flipped a coin <laughs> I, I, and I came I, up no. with his answer.
0: I did. I did. I, I knew when he said uh no after a long pause, I knew he wasn't really paying attention. That's why I moved on. <laughs> All right. So our last topic is Gorilla's Herman Holst has taken over Sony Worldwide Studios as Shuhei Yoshida is moving over to the Indies we've we've talked about uh the shakeup at uh Sony uh Alex you have uh said that you know you don't think a lot of people care about the uh executives over at at Sony but there are a lot of moves happening here uh this article is coming from IGN uh, written by Alicia Judge uh Sony is continuing its leadership shakeup ahead of the PlayStation 5 launch as Shuhei Yoshida steps down from his Worldwide Studios presidency to helm a new indie-focused venture. Meanwhile, Guerrilla Games co-founder and managing director Herman Holst is the new head of Worldwide Studios, effective immediately.
2: Wait, I just want some clarification. Is Shuhei Yoshida still part of Sony, or did he step down to become part of another, like, smaller company?
0: No, no, he's still with Sony. He's just heading up Sony's... uh. Indie division.
2: I will to, to comment on the story itself. I think uh, Mr. Hurst will do a very good job in his role.
0: Uh well, actually, if you if you didn't cut me off, I could have answered Yoshida. In the article, it says Yoshida's switch in focus to independent developers is part of a wider wider push by Sony to bring in fresh talent. His initiative will nurture external indie studios that PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan has called quote the lifeblood of the industry. Uh, Speaking to gamesindustry.biz, Ryan said Yoshida will ensure that the entire SIE organization works better to better engage with independent developers through a culture of supporting and celebrating their contribution to PlayStation platforms.
2: Well, I mean, you made mention of this, uh, Tricky, about how there's been a lot of shakeups in the higher-ups at Sony. I mean, Kazurai has left in recent years. You've also had Sean Layden and Andrew House leave and now you have Shuhei Yoshida. So a lot of the figureheads are kind of um, taking on different roles, taking on lesser roles, or just leaving the company altogether. And as a tried-and-true Sony fanboy, Tricky, do you have issues with that? Are you concerned about that so many people are, you know, kind of uh, stepping away from their current roles?
0: It, it, It concerns me because of the fact that Sony with the PlayStation 4 has been killing it. Like every decision Sony made with the PlayStation 4 as far as the the the, the games, the direction of which it headed, they're killing it. And it, it's in a way it's it's whole it's it's making Microsoft look bad in their sales. But in reality, Microsoft is still killing it as well. Like, they've passed what they've done with the 360. They're, they're, they're beating all their sales records, too. But Sony doing so well has made it look like Microsoft is failing. And now you have all these major shake-ups. I mean, you got Sean Layden that left. You got uh, Kaz Hirai that's left. You know, you got Adam Boyes is left. Shuhei's now stepping down. And Shuhei, for argument's sake, has been the face of Sony. Like, he he was the one that Sony pushed out as the, as their little quote-unquote mascot.
2: Well, I mean, he did a lot of, like, I mean, he was one of the big Sony execs pushing Until Dawn after it came out and, you know, and praising Supermassive Games' work in that. So, I mean, the smaller, lesser-known games, not that Until Dawn's a small game, but a lesser-known game to get it out there, like, he may be the perfect person to head that up. And I think that what we've seen, especially, like, in the wake of the death of Satoru Iwata over at Nintendo, is that a game company is more than just its figurehead and the faces of that company, because while the Wada was a tremendous influence within that company and a great president, Nintendo is still doing amazingly well.
0: Right. And, and like you also got Geo Corsi, who, you know, for you know, for what it's worth, was the man pushing the Vita. Like they they put Geo Corsi in the role to head up the Vita division, and then like two months later, they uh, basically said the Vita was dead. And then Gio Corsi took over the second-party studios. Now, second-party, you know, is kind of like a dead term in the games industry now because there's no really, like, second-party games anymore. But you got Gio Corsi left. And now, not that I think Herman Holst won't do a good job, but it concerns me that they took Herman Holst away from Guerrilla. I mean, so how does that affect the production of Horizon 2?
2: I mean, like... I've always said this, like, if, you, if, if Shigeru Miyamoto leaves Nintendo and stops making, like, Zelda games and stops overseeing Mario games, they'll still be fine because there's so many talented people working for that company. Like, you have teams of hundreds of people working. It's not like the ship falls apart if, you know, one person leaves. Now, I understand that, like, with Hideo Kojima in that situation and how the Metal Gear Solid franchise has not been what it was since he has been gone. Um, there can be missteps by teams, and, you know, losing some of that direction can hurt. But when it comes to Sony and Nintendo, they're not Konami. I, I don't see Konami as as polished of a uh, publisher or developer as, like, Sony or Nintendo.
0: Right, but, I mean, you look at, like, look at Naughty Dog. Uh, Amy Hedden left mid-production of the Uncharted 4, and, you know... A lot of people say Uncharted 4 was a great game, but a lot of people also criticize, saying it's not as great as it could have been because Amy Hennig left. After I, I uh, think, I mean,
2: Amy Hennig certainly deserved credit for all the work she put into those games and the work she's put into the into video games in general, the industry. But those games did not live and die on Amy Hennig's work. Like work, like they were still fantastic games without her involvement. So I think you're giving her a little bit too much credit there.
0: I, I'm I'm not I'm not saying you know good or bad. What well, I'm saying like is like around the
2: time of Uncharted Two, did you have any idea who uh, Neil Druckmann was?
0: Granted, I'm a probably a little bit more uh, informed with those type of stuff because uh, I have a lot of you know I, I often get a lot of background information that I'm not allowed to share out to the public. So I I knew who Neil Druckmann is, but to your argument, I I, I would say ninety percent of the general public probably had no idea who the hell he was. But then, like, going on, you got Bruce Raley that left uh, after Uncharted 4, uh, left, took a leave of absence from Naughty Dog, and then just has never returned. So, and Bruce Raley was part of the uh, production of The Last of Us. So now you got The Last of Us Part 2 uh, in production, and Bruce Raley has no part of that. Now, I think Neil Druckmann has, is, 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 with Neil Druckmann's hands on it, it's in very capable hands. But when you have big figureheads that are leaving mid-stuff, you know, mid-production, you know, pre-PlayStation 5 launch, I, I I think that's very concerning. I mean, I, I trust Sony will do the right thing. I, I, I certainly hope that uh, Sony doesn't turn back into the, the Sony of the PlayStation 3 where, oh, you'll go get a second job to buy our console. But it... it I don't think they're going to turn back to that, but I I think this is concerning that a lot of major players in what made the PlayStation 4 successful are either leaving or switching positions. Like, that finds very concerning to me.
2: I mean, I, I can see, you know, maybe you look at his turmoil, but, you know, a lot of people, Kazurai has put in his work in the video game industry, and I think that, you know, you don't want to work forever, and anything you do, you don't want to work forever. So I see him and, like, Shuhei Yoshida switching roles, As, you know, their choice that there is another path for me and I could be doing something else that I preferred to what I'm currently doing. I've done this for so long that I would like to do something else. And maybe that was the case with everybody else who left Sony. While there may be people who come and go, and in some some cases a lot of people come and go or a lot of people uh, go all at once or, you know, in close uh, succession to one another. I still don't see this as turmoil, and I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. Because Sony, at its heart, like Sony is a machine at this point, and there's so many people working there. And like every time someone leaves, someone comes up to fill that spot, and we don't really see a hiccup in the production of Playstations or in like the uh, delivery of games or the improvements of software. Like we don't really see a hiccup in any of that. We never have.
0: Well, I, I mean, it's, what's also concerning to me is I mean, I mean, we talked about it. Uh, you know, when we had Daryl on the show, the whole situation with Sean Layden leaving—that's that to me is still very concerning. Like, Sony has never mentioned anything about it other than, uh, you know, a, a tweet. Like, that's a—that's the guy that ran S- Sony, you know, uh, America. Like, that's a major position, and the guy just leaves, and you don't give him no fanfare. He, hes just out the door, and it's like here's a tweet, and they didn't even tag him in the tweet. Like, that to me is, that's very concerning Maybe to me. he like, took
2: someone's lunch out of the fridge and ate it himself.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, like, and we we never, like, only through like, articles like this, where we're finding out that Jim Ryan actually took over Sean Layton's position, but then Jim Ryan's also the guy that said that we're not gonna do crossplay because we gotta protect the children.
2: Yeah, I mean, his excuses for why Sony makes the decisions they do are pretty rancorous. They're pretty terrible. Yield,
0: you know, you've been kind of quiet. How do you feel about all this? <sighs>
1: it is... It makes you wonder if something hanky's going on behind the scenes. It, it, it That's kind of where I am. I do feel fear that Sony will go back to the stages of the PS3 where we're Sony and you'll buy us no matter what. So we'll we'll just have to see how these new guys and new positions do. But it there's too many coincidences of people shifting within the company or leaving altogether for it to be just a coincidence that we all left at the same time. To
2: be fair, Kazarai left long enough ago where I don't think you could bunch him in with everybody else.
1: I'm talking about Layden and... Uh, Gio
0: Corsi. Yeah. Like, these these are major names within the company. Now, granted, Shuhei didn't leave the company. He just moved over. But, like, like you pointed out, Alice, he was always the champion of the Indies to push the, the lesser-known games out to the forefront. So, now, instead of having to be in charge of everything, he's just... He's focusing on what, you know, he wants to focus on.
2: And like I said, at some point when, even if, you know, everyone looks at Sony as, like, or Nintendo is like, if I could work there, that'd be the most amazing thing ever. At some point, even if you work for those companies, you want out. It's why bands don't last forever—well, father time also. That's why bands don't last forever, and people who make games, and, like, they don't, like, studios, people leave studios. Like, Masahiro Sakurai works on Super Smash Bros., and to a fan— you would think that'd be so much fucking fun to watch Smash Brothers, but this is supposed to be his last Smash Brothers, and he's like in his forties. He could do this for 20 more years, but he's choosing not to. So the same old thing or the same position, like, even if you work for a video game company that everyone thinks would be the bees needs to work for, you don't want to do the same thing for the rest of your life.
0: I mean and to your point, I mean, you look at Kojima. Kojima long said he he wanted to make another game besides Metal Gear. And you know, part of the the rumors of why him and Konami split is because they forced him to make another Metal Gear game. And it, I mean, the Metal Gear games are good, and like, but Five felt incomplete, um, and it, it seemed like a little bit half assed. I mean, that's, but that's arguably because of the the way the split went down. But you know, I, I get to you that like you don't want to do the same thing over and over again, but. As I said on the show when we did it with Daryl, it's like it, it it doesn't bother me so much that these figureheads are leaving. It's that they're leaving going into a major release of a console. Like I I even if I didn't want to do a job anymore, I would still see it through to the end.
2: You're talking about another year before the release of the PlayStation Five.
0: Right. Why should someone but,
2: have to spend another year of their life working for Sony if there was something else they would were, be more passionate about at this point in their life?
0: I I would understand that if it was one person, but this is multiple people in major roles that are all leaving. But these are
2: also talented people who could find jobs elsewhere. It's not like they're taking a bunch of like low-level employees and you've got a mass exodus from Sony. These are all higher-ups. Talented people that have been in the spotlight have been at Sony for a long time, put in their work, and maybe they just found, you know, I'm sure they're desirable hires for other companies.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that that's a good point. All right, so uh, let's move on to our topic of the week, because this kind of involves the PlayStation 5 as well. Uh, Ubisoft has delayed uh, several games, including Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Gods and Monsters. And announced that not only are they now delayed, but they're also going to be next-generation PlayStation 5 and Xbox Scarlet games. Now, when I say that, they're still coming out on the PlayStation 4, but now they're also coming out on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Scarlet. Um, other than the games being delayed and that, I mean, that's really the only news. But the, the reason I put this in on the topic of the week is because... Xbox Scarlet and PlayStation 5 have both been announced to have uh, backwards compatibility with PlayStation 4 games and Xbox One games. Like, is it concerning to you that a company like Ubisoft or various other companies, because we know, like, The Last of Us Part 2 is also going to be on the PlayStation 5. Like, should we be concerned that these companies are making better versions on for the newer systems and still trying to sell it on our current consoles, to make money until the PlayStation 5 and Scarlet launch?
1: Well, we certainly hope not. That was the whole reason of they assured us that with the Pro, you weren't going to get a better game on the Pro than you were the Four. So you would hope, at least for Sony's aspect, that they're not pushing that.
2: I mean, I mean, like, but you have to ask yourself. Even with like the Sony exclusives, are we going to see a better version of The Last of Us Part Two and uh, Ghost of Sh- Ghost of Shishima for the PlayStation Five? So why buy it for the Four?
0: Well, that that kind of my point is like, if I know that, see, that I'm of two minds of this because everybody knows that listens to the show that I'm highly anticipating The Last of Us Part Two. I'm gonna want to play it on launch day, but would the smarter option be for me to wait until the PlayStation Five comes out and buy it there and play it there? Because arguably that's going to be the better version of the game. But on the flip side of that argument, if I buy for the four, I know that when the PlayStation Five comes out, I'm still gonna be able to buy the play the game that I play uh, that I bought. And it's probably going to be rendered up as far as sound and loading times and graphics. So, what's the point of releasing it on both if you could just play the PlayStation 4 versions of them?
1: Oh, well, you got a point there. I would say launch bundles. Because
2: people have to have something to play on the PlayStation 5 when it launches.
0: Right, but what I'm saying is, uh, you know, Every PlayStation 4 game you have right now is going to be playable on the PlayStation 5. So, arguably, the PlayStation 5 is going to launch with a full library. But then, they're also going to be selling PlayStation 5 versions of the games. So, why would I buy the PlayStation 5 version if I already have it for the 4?
2: Or, why buy it for the 4 and just wait for it to come out on the PS5?
0: Well, I mean, you know me, like, just using me as an example, I'm I'm a crazy man. I'm gonna buy The Last of Us Part Two when it launches.
2: Oh, you'll buy ten copies because you have to have seven copies mint condition left in the package.
0: Uh right. But not everybody's gonna do that. So my like my my point of this topic of the week is why would anybody buy a PlayStation five version if they know they can play their PlayStation four version and then on the flip side, like, if I know the PlayStation 5 version is going to be better, why would I buy it for the PlayStation 4? Like, I think it's cannibalizing itself. You know, you got, you're got you going to have people that are going to be waiting for the games to come out. And then, you know, is what kind of issues are you going to have with the PlayStation 5? Because as, you know, Donnie used to say, you know, the first run of every console is basically people beta testing it until they work out all the kinks.
2: The scientific community refer to those as guinea pigs.
0: Um, But, you know, like I'm saying, like, I'm going to buy it, and but I'm not, you know, I'm unique, like, I'm, in the fact that I'm a crazy man, and like you said, I'll buy five versions of something. Like, I got five PlayStation 4s at home, and I got three of them out, and two of them are still in the, in the boxes. I got one on the way. I got the Death and PlayStation 4 coming. But
2: Okay, so Tricky, it, you, you're gonna buy a PlayStation 5 as soon as you can. What do you think is gonna be the big launch game that you're gonna be playing with that new purchase?
0: If I had to predict, I would say Horizon Two.
2: Okay, did you listen to Yield's night Yield uh my conversation with Yield about that?
0: Uh on uh on the last episode. I I, I listened to it but I don't remember. Refresh my memory.
2: Oh, it's basically we were talking about how the uh based on an IGN article about how the Delay of The Last of Us Part 2 affects Ghost of Tsushima, and that leading us into a discussion of, you know, it's already been confirmed to be a, a PS4 exclusive, but do we see remastered versions of those games for the 5? Because what's coming at launch for the 5?
0: Well, ab- absolutely. I, I I, think we're going to get remastered versions of Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima. Hell, I think we're going to get a remastered version of Spider Man as well. Um, I, I I could even see God of War cuz God of War uh, I was so successful I, I they'd be crazy not to make a remaster Or version like do that. they
2: launch with a remastered version of Horizon Zero Dawn and then release Horizon 2 months later after support has been drummed up for it?
0: No, I I honestly think Horizon 2 is going to be a launch game because they're going to need a major title right out the gate. And I don't think anything uh, that significant is going to be ready for that, because I I I see us years away from Spider Man Two, I see us years away from another God of War. Um, yeah, I don't see any major first party title launch other than Horizon,
2: because that was my point to yield. I said that I expect that The Last of Us Remastered or Ghost of Tsushima to be remastered to be a launch title for the full for the five. Unless they have a Horizon two Horizon two ready to go,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I I I talked about this like a year or two ago. I when I did an interview with a Sony exec at PAX East, I asked a question because it, it was long debated between me and Donnie. And me and Donnie used to argue about this all the time. Is like why are they remastering games? And my argument was, I believe that companies like Naughty Dog remastered Last of Us for the PlayStation Four. Because it was a it was a game that was done that all they had to do was render it to the PlayStation Four, which gave them a leg up to learning how to develop for the PlayStation Four. So I do see remastered versions for these games, especially God of War, Spider Man. Uh I I see them happening. Maybe a Ratchet and Clank game launched PlayStation Five.
2: I mean, Insomniac did have two studios, but now that they're under the Sony label and they made, you know, Spider-Man, like what, came out in 2017? No, it's 2018. Um, would they have another game ready?
0: I I, I fully believe they're making a Ratchet & Clank game. Now, is it a remake of uh, Ratchet & Clank 2? You like, mean Go and Ra- Commando? The, the last Ratchet & Clank... Uh, Was it Going Commando? Yeah,
1: Going
2: Commando was the second one. Up Your Arsenal was number three.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, the last Ratchet & Clank game we got was basically uh, a remastered version of the first game. I mean, that was also to coincide with the movie. Uh, Do they make a a, a totally brand new Ratchet & Clank, or do they remake Going Commando? I could see that happening.
2: I don't think... If they're going to make Roman Commando, I don't think it's a launch title. I think it's something that comes later on down the road. And if they're making a new Ratchet game, maybe as a launch title, but I I think that they need something like Horizon 2. Because, to, like, people love Ratchet & Clank, but at the same time, it's not... It has been a series that has probably outlived expectations, and most series don't live as long as the Ratchet series has. I mean, you see Jack and Daxter... Uh Sly Cooper is is living on fumes, it's even a thing anymore. You know Ratchet Clank has lasted since the PS2. It's outlived those two other franchises we're seen as like brother-sister franchises. So I think that coming out of the gate, they have to have something bigger than Ratchet and Clank. I, I think that Ratchet Clank is still a very fun game series. I think a lot of people would love that to have another game, but I think Horizon 2 is what you have to lead with. Especially since the last game came out in 2017 you would have three years, three or more than three years, going on four years in between the launch of the PS5 and the launch of Horizon 2, or the original Horizon, so there would be plenty of time to make that sequel
0: and get it done. Now, it's not first party, but what if Rocksteady comes out with their new game, and that's a launch title, because the rumor is it's either a Justice League game, or a Suicide Squad game, because... Um, WB Montreal is rumored to be making a Court of Owls Batman game. What if Rocksteady's game is a launch title for the PlayStation 5, and that's why we haven't heard what they're doing? What if Sony has secured exclusive rights, and that is why they're holding off to the PlayStation 5, that uh, Rocksteady's game is not coming to the Xbox, Scarlet; It's only going to be a PlayStation 5 title.
2: So, I think that talking about if you're if you're leading with a launch title and you're expected to be a system seller you know rocksteady is certainly a a name and a game studio that can make a game that can definitely catch attention and you know get people to want to play a game and to potentially want to buy a console a suicide squad game though is not going to do that Um, unless batman is involved somehow i don't think any DC property aside from Batman could pull people in. I mean, like Marvel Spider Man. Like that's you have to have a huge name in comics. And the Suicide Squad. I'm sorry, they don't move the needle. It may be a cool idea to have the Suicide Squad as part of a movie franchise or a game franchise, but as part like as part of a universe, they work. As part like a lead title, like a triple A title for your new console, especially like when you're trying to reach all audiences. You're not just trying to reach you know 30 year old males. You want to reach everybody. The title Suicide Squad doesn't really reach to kids or to families.
0: What what about a Superman game?
2: I mean, maybe, but Superman's just kind of boring. Does anyone care about Superman anymore? To, to be honest, the hot DC pro the hot DC property is Batman, and the hot Marvel property is uh the Avengers and more so Spider Man. So I honestly, like, a, a Superman game, like I, I think Superman is too boring.
0: Well, I mean, when you look at uh, what sells for DC, you know, Batman is firmly in the lead, but Superman is second.
2: Well, what the hell else does DC have?
0: Well, they got, with the WB series, they got uh, Flash, they got Arrow. You know, they got properties out there. I mean, not not that me. I mean, I'm not going to say they're anywhere close to what Batman status is, but they definitely have big-name franchises out there that they could push.
2: Okay, but I'm sorry. The Flash and the Arrow, when you're looking at, you know, how well Marvel has built up and Disney had built up the Avengers, like, when you're putting those people up against Spider-Man and Captain America and the Hulk and Thor, like, and Black Panther, I'm sorry, who gives a fuck about the Flash and the Green Arrow?
0: Well, I mean, okay, but... To, to bring it back to, to video games... DC is still being successful. I mean, if you want to use an analogy, let's just say right now Marvel's the PlayStation 4 where DC's the Xbox One. It's still being successful, but because Marvel is so successful, it makes DC look bad.
2: Well, I mean, okay. So for the most part, DC's movies have not been successful. Anything set in the DC universe has not been successful. They may have had a few hits. As far as like video games go, Like, Marvel, yeah, Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for the Switch, I hear it's not that great. And a lot of it, a lot of, you know, the success of Marvel, like, recent success in Marvel will depend upon uh, the Avengers game coming out from Ubisoft. Uh, Marvel Super Heroes, Lego Marvel Super Heroes was a lot of fun, but for the most part, Marvel's success...
0: Hold on, hold on. The the Avengers game was made by Square Enix. Square
2: Enix, sorry, not Ubisoft. But for the most part, I mean, Marvel hasn't had a ton of success in video games. The most success of the two, DC's had more success in video games recently because of the Batman games. Okay, I said that, but I realize I'm an idiot because Marvel Spider-Man has outsold all of them, so, uh, yeah. Marvel has had a ton of success,
1: mostly because
2: of Spider-Man. But when you talk about video games in DC, the only name that comes up is Batman.
0: Alright, but going back to Rocksteady, you think if they launch their new game as an exclusive PlayStation 5 game, you think that's a possibility?
1: Well, it's a possibility. It, it just depends on... It really depends on what it is. I mean, I don't think a Suicide Squad game would really do it for people. Justice League? Maybe.
0: Well, they do have a new Suicide Squad movie in development right now. So it could tie in that they released the game and the movie at the same time. Alright, let's uh let's close out the show with some uh shout outs. Uh housekeeping. Clean it up, Tricky. Clean this shit up. ProvingGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasts, as news reports, and generalized help with the site. If you're just in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on help, water tab and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all the articles and all the videos. Speaking of other videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing research for Official Proving Gamer. You can also catch us streaming at twitch.tv Uh If you're hearing this, I'm going to be doing another 12-hour stream for Extra Life on November 23rd? Yes, I believe. Uh we'll get uh tell you why I'm gonna do, be doing that stream uh when we get further into the housekeeping. If you want to get a hold of us, there's several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. Yield, what's the phone number? 330 proven nine. 330
1: 8369
0: You can also send us an email at the Troy Memorial email, trophyhorse at provengamer.com. That's trophyhorse at provengamer.com. dot com. Once again, that's trophyhorse at provengamer.com. If you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, there's several ways. You can contact the site, at Proofing Gamer. Contact the show, at TrophyWars. Contact me, at TrickyMick. Contact the at I yield to no one. And contact Alex, at Rex. Alex, you using Twitter anymore?
2: Yeah, but mostly a bitch about Pokemon Go.
0: 10 good man. Uh, yeah, I'm not really using my Twitter. Apparently, my Twitter's just turned into uh my PSN Profiles updates which, granted, uh, with all the visual novels, there was a lot of updates.
2: Now people know where to get easy trophies. Uh, Yes.
0: Well, if they can read Japanese. Uh, If you listen to this podcast, we would appreciate it. Be sure to listen to our other podcasts, PG Spoilers and Game Stuff. Uh, If you notice, I did not mention Dual screens, That is because they are officially on their own now. They have left the Proving Gamer Podcast Network. You can find them at DualScreens.com. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, following iTunes, Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can catch Trophy Horrors on iHeartRadio and Spotify. And? If you want to get involved in er- And Pandora. Sorry. It's not in the agenda. That's why I forgot Pandora, we're in Borderlands? Uh... Uh, Yield, why don't you put Pandora in the agenda there, sir? Uh, PlayStation 4 communities. There's one for the site called Proving Gamer. There's one for the podcast called T Does Brothel because Shuhei, even though he's not in the role no more, still will not let us say whores on the network. And you have Yield's group, which is the Platinum Guild. Yield, do you have your uh, shout outs ready for that?
2: No, I do
1: not. Boom! That's what we can look
2: forward to on Thanksgiving this year, folks. Family time, turkey, football, and Yield shoutouts.
1: Yield shoutouts because that'll be like a whole episode in itself.
0: Yeah, because you got uh, you got fifty platinums for me to mention.
1: Tricky got fifty platinums there.
0: <laughs> uh, that is the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Humble Bundle. Alice, tell us about Humble Bundle.
2: Humble Bundle is a charity initiative that bundles together digital media, video games, books, um, graphic novels, all this different kind of stuff. And sells it at a discounted price in these tiered bundles. So the more you pay towards the bundle, you can name your own price. But the more you pay, the more content you'll get. So if you go with the base level, you know two to five dollars, you may not get all the content in the bundle. But if you go ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, you'll get you know, say nine or so games, which values out at around two hundred fifty dollars. So you're still saving a lot of money. You're getting a lot of value per bundle, and it is a charity initiative. So the money uh that you do pay towards the bundle in part goes to, uh, to one of the charities that are represented by Humble that month. Uh if you want to learn more you can go to HumbleBundle.com to see what they're selling this month and you can sign up for their electronic electronic newsletter as well.
0: All right. Our other sponsor is Amazon. You'll tell us about Amazon. So
1: Amazon besides being a Big River in South America. It's also a place you go to buy just about darn near everything.
0: It's also a rainforest, sir.
1: It's also a rainforest. Thanks there, National Geographic. So, when you do your Amazon shopping, if you would take a little slight detour over to ProvenGamer.com, on the side of the webpage, there's an Amazon ad. And if you click it, it takes you right to Amazon. You can do your ordering as normal. And a small proceeds of your order gets slid back to Proven Gamer. Helps us tidy up this new mansion that we got.
0: Or expensive mansion.
1: No, we got it on the down low.
0: You got it on the down low. Chicky's paying okay. out the nose for it.
1: Alright, I was trying to be polite. i was trying okay.
2: You know one thing the Amazon.com website has above the Amazon rainforest and the Amazon River? It's got no fucking giant man-eating snakes.
0: Well, sure they do. I mean, it's probably inflatable.
2: Okay. The snakes that you get from Amazon.com will not murder Danny Trejo. Or Owen Wilson.
0: Alright, our other sponsor is our Patreon. Patreon.com backslash gamer. There's different tiers you can go to support us at no matter what tier you decide to support us at. It's greatly appreciated and helps keep the lights on. And thank you to our Patreon producers, Felicia Steph and CJ Anderson. Also, Extra Life. Uh, If you go to extra-life.org uh, you can join us or join our team. Make your own team. Uh, It, it is a 25-hour marathon to help support the beautiful kids in the hospitals and also other families. The good thing about Extra Life is the money goes to the Children's American hospitals, in which none of those hospitals ever take a dime from any of the patients or their families, and everything is paid through donations. Uh, I mentioned that I'm going to be doing another 12-hour Extra Life stream, and that is because on game day, uh, the Extra Life page was attacked by a DDUS attack, um, and a lot of donations were not able to be made that day. So I'm gonna be redoing another 12 hour stream to uh, help raise some money. Currently, as I've I've heard of the updates, uh, Extra Life this year so far has raised 11.7 million dollars. Who
2: attacks a a children's like a website representing children's hospitals?
0: It, it, whoever it is is a scumbag piece of shit. Well said. So. So, with that being said, uh, let's close out the show with some shout outs. You'll go first, sir. So,
1: I have to give a shout out to the Pinsmanos of the Horde. And thank you for downloading, listening, interacting with us. Shout out to Alex for sh- recording tonight. Shout out to Tricky for recording in a big old truck in front of the Trump Tower, acting as a roadblock. Uh,
0: I'm, literally, I'm literally putting my life on the line right now.
1: Literally. And getting. Anyway.
0: And you could, you could have said that
1: a shout out to Homer gets duffed. His birthday's next week.
0: Nah, screw Homer. He don't play rock band. Uh-huh. That's it. I'm done. Peace out. Alex, your shout out, sir. Well,
2: Maybe if you bought Homer a bunch of DLC songs for rock band, he would uh, be encouraged to come back and play.
0: Funny story. I actually bought him rock band four and DLC.
2: I want to give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire of this trophy horse. Thank you all for continuing to support the show. Without you all, we would not continue to do this beyond iHeartRadio, beyond Spotify, beyond Pandora, and just continuing to grow our presence in the online world. Thank you very much for your continued support of the show. Give a shout out to the co host, Tricky and Yield, especially Tricky, for hosting while he's inside a giant dump truck that looks like a Decepticon. And last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my loving girlfriend, Ashley. I love you, honey. And uh, yeah, just thank you for another awesome weekend.
0: All right, and I want to give a shout out to the goddess who is sitting at home, uh, worried right now because uh, I'm literally putting my life on the line right now. I'm a bomb deterrent for our, the president of the United States. Uh, shout out to Sweet Mama D who turned 11 since the last time you guys heard my voice. Um, she is enjoying being 11 because she, as she quotes, she's no no longer 10.
1: Can argue with that.
0: <laughs> I I well I asked her, I said, What what's the most exciting thing about being eleven? She goes, I'm no longer ten. I said, Why you don't want to be ten anymore?" No she She because daddy you keep at you keep telling me I'm ten. Now I'm eleven. So okay. Uh shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much for listening. Uh you guys uh are more appreciated than I could ever ever express. Uh the download numbers uh are exceeding the expectations. They keep growing up, so thank you very much. Uh, I know we don't mention it a lot, but if you are listening to this, join our Facebook group, uh, the Trophy Horrors podcast group on Facebook. Uh, it is set to private, but just uh, request membership and you will be approved almost instantaneously. Uh, a lot of lively discussions in there. A lot of Alice giving me shit about my visual novels. Um, I actually just posted a picture today. Uh, I, I thought Yield would like, but I guess he hasn't seen it yet. The Did you see the, the turtles and the Death Stranding meme? Yield, yeah,
1: I didn't really get it.
0: It's it, from the first turtles movie. He goes, Pizza Guy's got five minutes, and on the bottom, it's got uh, Desherandon delivering a package. And he's like, Fuck, I can't get there in five minutes. Oh, okay. So, if there's nothing else until next week, happy trophy hunting.
1: Bye,
0: later. first and rage on me